Good morning. I'm Tyler Martin, and here's the latest from Spectrum Autism Research. Healthcare barriers prevent many autistic people from seeking medical treatment by Nico McCarty. Many autistic people with a serious or life-threatening condition do not seek medical care, according to a new study. The most common healthcare barriers include difficulties communicating with physicians or making appointments by telephone. For me as a physician to realize that patients are sitting at home with medically serious conditions, unable to access healthcare or pick up the phone and call an ambulance when they need an ambulance, it's absolutely shocking, says lead investigator Mary Doherty founder of Autistic Doctors International and consultant anesthetist at Our Lady's Hospital in Navin, Ireland. The data come from a 52-item online survey of 507 autistic and 157 non-autistic people who were recruited through social media and live mainly in the United Kingdom or Ireland. Doherty began developing the survey in consultation with autistic attendees at the 2018 Autscape Conference in Tunbridge, England. Some survey questions were multiple choice or yes-no, and others were open-ended. Among the autistic respondents, 77% had a formal diagnosis, 23% self-identified as autistic but did not have a diagnosis, and 62% were women. The median age for both groups was 38 years. In Ireland, there is no pathway to an autism diagnosis through the national health system. The only way to be diagnosed is via private services, which means autistic adults are largely invisible in healthcare, Doherty says. Receiving a formal diagnosis in Ireland can take several years after a referral from a general practitioner. Most autistic people surveyed, 80%, said they had difficulty visiting their doctor when needed. A driving factor was difficulty using the telephone to book an appointment. Survey responses were similar for autistic people with and without a formal diagnosis. Despite these barriers, autistic people were more likely to rate their physician relationship as very important or important compared with non-autistic people. Still, Only 33% of autistic respondents said they had a good relationship with their general practitioner. The statistical analyses did not account for potential confounding factors, such as ethnicity or socioeconomic status, and online surveys are prone to myriad sources of bias. Nearly 70% of autistic people said they had untreated mental health issues. Nearly half said that they did not attend referral to a specialist and 34% said they didn't access treatment for a potentially serious or life-threatening condition, according to the study published in BMJ Open in February. I wasn't prepared for the level of difficulty that people were experiencing, Daherty says. As an autistic person, I had also experienced difficulty accessing healthcare, but I hadn't put it together that this is a common autistic experience. I thought it was just me. Survey results are prone to undercoverage bias. Online respondents are more likely to be white and female, and so results are not always representative of the group as a whole. Still, Doherty has used the results to shape healthcare in Ireland. Clonakilty, 
A town in Southern Ireland near the Celtic Sea was the first autism-friendly town to be certified by the Irish Autism Charity, As I Am. The certification requires that half of the healthcare professionals in the town go through an autism-centric training program. Daugherty was involved in those trainings. At least a dozen towns in Ireland are now certified as autism-friendly. To ease barriers to healthcare, Daugherty recommends that physicians allow autistic people to schedule appointments online, give them extra time to describe their symptoms, and conduct sensory audits on their waiting rooms. Many autistic people reported in the survey that they felt uncomfortable at the doctor's office because of noise, crowds, or bright lights. In the UK, anyone older than 14 years with an intellectual disability is invited each year to attend a health checkup through the National Health Service, and doctors are incentivized to participate in the program. Sebastian Shaw. An honorary clinical lecturer at Brighton and Sussex Medical School, who worked with Daugherty on the new study, is pushing to expand that scheme to include autistic adults without intellectual disability too. I'm not aware of any large studies that have previously associated these adverse outcomes in the way that our study did, says Shaw, who is autistic. But it takes a lot of time for research to filter down into practice. That's all for today. Check back on Monday for more content from Spectrum Autism Research, or go to spectrumnews.org.